Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. In a world where hatred is monetized and toxicity thrives, we would rather talk about stuff that we like in the realm of pop culture. We don't always succeed with that, but no matter what, we always keep things light-hearted and fun. This is another happy pod. My name is Nathan, and as always, I'm joined by Lawrence P- Hi, C. was an interesting uh, switch up on the uh, on the intro there. What, um, what, <laughs> what prompted that? Did you write that down? It sounded very rehearsed, like you've been waiting all day to say it. Well, no, I just decided that I always fucking forget the intro, so I wrote down a new one. Should be ingrained into your memory by now. Yeah, and so should the outro, and yeah, here we are. (laughs) That's a very valid point, actually. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) before you start with me, you better check yourself. Well, no, because no, sometimes I have to segue into the outro, whereas the intro is the first thing you hear. So you should have that down. No, whereas it's like, the exact I'm often same trying to find thing. a groovy way it's into the, the outro. It's the exact same thing. Don't try to make excuses. It's the exact <laughs> same thing. How how are you, Nathan? I'm tired. I just woke up. Oh, I knew you'd been having a little cheeky nap. I because I, I I delayed the recording of this by half an hour, and normally you'd give me a load of shit for it. And this time I was like, hey, can we delay it by half hour? And you just replied. Yes, <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I'm good since you didn't ask, but thank you. Great. Well, I didn't ask. Don't care. Plus L, plus ratio, or whatever the kids say. <laughs> do you really want to? Do you really want to? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> You're right. Do you need some sugar? No, I'm fine. Um, yes, Peacemaker is a, a TV show that I did not watch on a TV. No, I... So, obviously, there's no legal way to watch it in the UK, I don't think. So, I had to go and stay in America for um, however many weeks. Eight weeks it's been on. So, two months I was out in America, because, naturally, that was the only way I could legally watch it. 
I pirated it. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Great. I, I just torrented it, mate. <laughs> you should do that. It's cheaper. It's true. Yeah, it is cheaper. It's easier as well. How, yeah. like, why, do, why are they still doing that? Why do they expect people not to do that when there's no I think, legal way of watching it here? I think it's just something that's expected now. They They know that there's no possible way that people won't. Because... Yeah. You can't avoid it. It's like with The Mandalorian. It came out in fucking in November uh, in the US and in Australia, but it didn't come out into, into in the UK until March of the following year. Um, so, yeah. So what, what, what are you expected to do at that point, honestly? Yeah, you you just... They just like... they. I think they just know. They'll just like, yeah, we'll take the hit. We'll take the hit. It's, it's going to happen, so... It's not like, I don't know, like something like a, a non-narrative game where, like, the fun is in the enjoyment. Like, a lot of the fun is in the story, and, like, you're going to get spoiled because Twitter's not going to wait for half the world to have seen it. No, it's not. Ah, oh, Peacemaker. This is Detective Comics uh, production. Um, however, it is written... Uh, well, mostly written and mostly directed by a director of Marvel. Remember when he, he got fired by Marvel? A while back, and then 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 DC took him up, and everyone was like, "Oh, the war continues between Marvel and DC." It's clear <laughs> that that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, the war between DC and Marvel it thrives on." And then James Gunn was like, "No, I work for Marvel as well." So <laughs> yeah, I just, just it's it's just quite literally an industry with two opportunities that pay nicely. Yeah, um, and I I think they both depend on each other really. I I feel like they they'd want each other to succeed because if if one of them I mean if if they both well if one of them starts performing badly that doesn't necessarily spell great for the other because it's kind of the same shit really so yeah well it's the it's the same it's the same genre in an industry and like at the end of the day if um th- there's no one out there like people like to pretend now on Twitter but there's no one out there that was genuinely interested in exclusively marvel or exclusively dc you can have a preference but you're gonna like shit from both because it's they're two umbrellas that just have a shitload of different creators telling different stories in so i think there's a very distinct uh <laughs> a very distinct breakaway group who we may or may not discuss in this episode oh we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> discuss them they're fucking nutcases <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah um but mostly that is the case yeah what so we watched this? Um, obviously, the first introduction we had to this character was Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, and I listened back to our podcast. Yeah, I listened back to our podcast where we re- uh, where we spoke about our first impressions of him. Um, and neither of us are keen, obviously, as <laughs> he's yeah. a psychopathic fucking murderer, basically, uh, yeah. who is completely deluded. Um, were you were you anticipate? Oh no. I, did it had it come out by the time we last recorded? Or the, like the news of there being a TV show? Yeah, there was the news was um it was like before the movie came out, like well before the movie came out. I okay. think it was pretty much like when during filming James Gunn was like, Oh yeah, this is happening too. So Yeah. Oh remind me, what did you were you excited for this? Did you think that this was a character worth exploring or like where where were you at with it? I don't think so. I don't think I was ever excited or really you know, looking forward to it. I really liked the Suicide Squad, the movie. I I loved what James Gunn did with those characters, and I remember me and you both really enjoyed um the stuff with um Rick Flag and and how much of like a 
a glow up, let's say, he had from 2016's Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. And, and the whole arc he had, which culminated in the fight with uh, Peacemaker and him ultimately dying. We was really saddened by that. Um, yeah. So, so right off the bat, this TV show, again, I didn't watch on TV, it's 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 coming in with like some work to do because it's already showing me a character I didn't like, um, a character I wasn't really interested to see more of, and a character I fit I probably thought should have stayed dead. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that that would probably have been better, but but to be fair, it did the work. It caught me on board, and I had a, a lot of bloody fun watching the show. I like how he's got, for a man that did get shot through the neck, he's got incredible vocal skills still. Like, he's, it was very. Is that what happened? Did he get shot through the neck? I'm almost certain he did, because I know they. I thought um, he just, like, and... had a building crushed on him or whatever. I, well, I think that happened as well, but I'm pretty sure they both went to shoot each other at the exact same time, and Bloodsport's bullet shattered his and then clipped him through the neck. Because you get that big, long zoom in shot, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe. I could be wrong, and then, and then it, yeah, and then yeah, I'm pretty sure a building did fall on him. So he's remarkably in fine form for him, <laughs> or fi- fine physical form. Mentally, he's uh, not entirely present, but yeah, um, uh, it's fucked, mate. What? <laughs> put put very uh, uh, sympathetically. Uh, what do you think of the uh, they? Because they brought back these what we assumed were little side characters in like kind of like the uh, the IT team. That that sounds really. <laughs> The <laughs> well, never no, like the the people that are there running point on the mission, like in the in the base, but not yeah. <laughs> yeah to call them the IT team sounds a bit <laughs> redundant. Midway midway through their murder mission, one of us one of their support staff rings and their computer can't turn on, and then they have to go and deal with that. But yeah, uh, what do you think about bringing them back? Because like they weren't characters really in the no. Suicide Squad. The, oh, they kind no, yeah, they they weren't characters. Characters, they were fun little breakaways or whatever. Yeah, they they were like, yeah, I had no real strong feelings either way. Um, but they they did good in this. It's the same thing, you know. Like again, in the t in the movie, Peacemaker like wasn't a character I really liked or enjoyed. Like I I thought he was funny. I thought John Cena did a good job of being a dickhead and playing that part well and stuff, but. He's not someone you like. Um, and then, same thing. Like, you see him in, what, seven episodes, an hour long each, and you surprise, surprise, the more time you spend with him, the more time you have for character development. It's the yeah. same with those other guys as well. Really, no real depth to them in that movie, but then the more time you spend with them, the more you get to like them and know them and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, I enjoyed them. It was good. One thing I was quite happy with in terms of, like, how they kind of because it's I don't it is yeah it's a, it's somewhat of like a redemption arc but it's more a case of showing context to the man and the reasoning for why he does what he does. It's less he's a shining saint by the end of this and more now I get it a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I really liked about this is how they they didn't they didn't kind of retcon his past. They didn't change things. They just showed you context. Like they didn't. I can still watch the Suicide Squad, knowing what happens at the end of Peacemaker. And firmly say, yeah, in this scenario, he's still 100% the villain and a piece of shit. And it doesn't yeah. ruin that movie, um, which is quite cool. I I did, I was kind of expecting compromises to be made. And that's just because we're going from uh, 
TV show to spin-off movie. So automatically in my head, I'm like, oh, lower budget, it's going to be worse, uh, less thought and care has been put into it. And that would have been true about six, seven years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you was watching it like on the CW and it was, you know, DC presents Peacemaker with, let's say, some big wrestler as Peacemaker. Like half of the people have been recast. The costumes are a lot worse. Um they have to write in a weird storyline as to why the I don't know the costume is different or whatever. There's there's all kinds of stuff like that going on. So I was half expecting that, um, but that's just not the case. Like these very it very much follows on from the movie. I don't think there is any compromises that have been made. Like everything that happens, like you say in that movie, it it follows on narratively and it makes sense that this is where. The character ends up so so yeah and what i liked is it's you kind of forget it's in the world of dc at times you forget that like this is a a crazy world with you know superman and batman and all this uh, and all this kind of stuff until peacemaker has those little moments where he talks about those characters and he just makes fun of batman and and everyone else which which are really good moments as well i love the moment where he's coming out the house I think it's his dad's house, and he's just talking to that old neighbor guy about how fucked up Batman is, and how he's a shit superhero because he doesn't yeah. kill his villains. And it's like <laughs> it raising a decent point, like how many people have to die for Batman to just do the right thing, or like, or or not not necessarily the right thing. You careful where you dance around that ethical line, <laughs> but the um, but the like he basically the fact that Batman doesn't kill his villains mean that they escape and they kill more people and then Batman locks them up again and it is a cycle. Whereas Peacemaker's moral stance is the fact that no, I just shoot mine in the head and then they're done. Like it, there's a great line. Like, do you want to know why I don't have a nemesis? Because he'd be fucking dead. <laughs> like, it's is is it is funny. Um, Good point. But yeah, no, the the um, you do sometimes forget because it is when you're seeing this much outside of it, it is just a regular world. And yeah. and then suddenly he'll bring something up and then, or oh, in the end episode, you, you <laughs> are very blatant, very blatantly shot. reminded of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was to be, that very much shocked me. I was like, when they, when they said in the episode, can't you get the justice? league?" I was like, yeah, fuck it. Okay, sure. Get the justice league. Let's see fucking what you get. And then at first when they showed up, I was like, Oh shit! But then I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, just show them from behind or whatever." It's it's yeah. like in Shazam when Superman's there at the end. But all right, fair enough. That's still better than nothing. But then no, they fucking did it. Well, they well, I was, I was, was going to save. I was going to save this for a bit later, but it's it's worth talking about now. Um, yeah. The what? Right. Something that I noticed. Um, so Superman rocks up. Wonder Woman rocks up. The Flash and Aquaman rock up. Yeah. Uh, Superman and Wonder Woman are one billion percent stand-in silhouettes because um, yeah. they're not there and they never say a they never say a word. Um, uh, Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller are obviously there because they film their little cameos. Um, they're clearly not in the same room, but yeah, they film their little cameos. <laughs> um, and what do you think the exclusion was for for Batman and Cyborg? Um, like- um, I think Batman makes more sense because no one's really sure. Well, Ben Affleck is he in? Is he out? Like, it'd have been weird to have, you know, Ben Affleck there, but then the world go on and and not have Ben Affleck as Batman. So it's probably mm. just a smarter choice to just avoid that altogether. Um, 
rather than have it one way. Because I think even if you'd like put his silhouette and you'd still have had people like Batfleck lives or whatever and all that shit. So probably yeah. smart to leave it. Cyborg, I don't know. Um, the on- the only thing yeah. that I thought was maybe because um, Ray Fisher's speaking out against a lot of Warner Brothers people yeah. that were that you know obviously handled handled uh, reshoots for Justice League and were pretty shitty people if all accounts are to be believed yeah. um but yeah no so the, i think to not have to not put ray fisher in it because of that and then still have the overall message that this show has i'm like that's kind of a contradiction <laughs> like to shun someone from your show about peace and uh and uh and acceptance is a little bit odd but yeah it is a bit of a shame that they couldn't get ray fisher back i don't think it's uh a fucking uh a slight at snyder like everyone else seems to though like his his cult seems to think so i don't i don't think it is i wish it was i would love it i would love it if <laughs> some some big dc head honchos came down and went you guys are bullies and pricks and you don't deserve anything fun <laughs> so so we're deliberately doing everything in our power to not give you anything um but yeah this yeah this this movie uh, this this tv show has no intention of uh pleasing the woke youtubers does it uh, by that you mean the YouTubers who complain about "quote unquote" wokeness? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just their time because no one actually uses that word. Yeah. <laughs> other than other than them. <laughs> yeah. So true. And also to them, wokeness is when a character is black, and that's yeah. literally it. So okay. When there is anything other than a straight white man on the screen, it is time to time <laughs> to pull out the woke button. It's time um, to rage. Yeah. Yeah, but no, because I like that because there's there are moments in this where um the ending of the the show, the big butterfly twist, is that the same shits happening on Earth as what happened their planet, i.e. people blindly following politicians, politicians not doing the right thing, um misinformed information, all all etc. Obviously, all very political and current topics in the real world and the show is obviously making a point about that um and giving peacemaker a dilemma um but yeah then (laughs) there there was that like there's there's uh uh uh, central and empowered black woman who is a lesbian and i was i just i just pictured it from day dot oh the thumbnails on this the thumbnails that were going to come out of this but i thought it was great i loved it i mean i i agree with you it is quite it is quite left leaning in its in his view but i think that that's following on and staying true to the movie the suicide squad though which is yeah, also true. quite left leaning i mean you look at the structure of that story and it's about like an insurrectionist group in a south american country and displaying america as the bad guy as this big polit as this big like empire who's trying to just make it their own and just to shush up like some kind of secret something that happened years back so they're just gonna wipe it out and ha- and quite happily have everyone die um clear fucking you know anti whatever anti-establishment maybe i don't know if that's the right word but there's clear fucking messages throughout that movie it's like fuck fuck this shit you know so yeah yeah it's staying true to it's staying true to what james gunn is good at writing as well it's it's clearly Mm. stuff that he as a person believes in you know he's if you follow him on twitter you can clearly see his political beliefs he's he's not quiet about it he he doesn't you know hide it it's it's who he is and and i think you should let your beliefs influence your work if it's if it's appropriate 
Um, and and he does, and he he does a good job. It's not egregious though. That's the thing. It's not yeah. like you never feel like you're being lectured to or anything like that. It's just part of a very fun and entertaining story at the same time. So I just I love the uh, I love the fact that when any comparisons are drawn between um, between Krypton being destroyed because of uh, a government that failed to act. Uh, and yeah. any comparison drawn between Earth, they're like, Snyder is a genius and he he writes complete poetry and art. James Gunn will do it and he's like, woke, this is woke, <laughs> I don't like this. Ah, they're, 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 they're making fun of my precious Republican Party. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there, there are, and James Gunn is very talented at writing stuff like that. This is this is like filled with, well, like like the, like the Suicide, Suicide Squad movie is filled with heart, like, throughout i was i was very surprised about how this show full of murderers is so heartwarming it's very james gunn in its nature and that is kind of filled with 80s music uh heart unexpected heart and emotion from characters who are kind of dickheads um and just crass and childish humor that kind of works because that is very much James Gunn. There's a lot of like dick jokes and fucking all that, all that like kind of teetering on the edge of Edge Lord, but not quite reaching it. If you know what I mean, that yeah, is very sure. much his humor. Um, but it's I don't, I don't know. There's something about which I'm not usually a fan of. It's like dick jokes for dick jokes' sake. I'm like, oh, okay, hilarious. But with James Gunn, it kind of works, and I think as well. If you have someone like John Cena, whose delivery of that stuff is just fucking amazing, there's just something about the seriousness of John Cena whilst being completely fucking ridiculous at the same time, which yeah. adds, which just makes all of that stuff work. Because I don't think it would work with necessarily someone who wasn't as committed as John Cena. It's just the way that he is so committed and so serious about the character, and he. Like, like the line in the movie where he would kill like fucking a whole fucking you know man, women, children for, in the name of peace. It's it's completely fucking ridiculous, but the way he does it works. Yeah, it's 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 such a redundant line, and you believe it because he sells it. Like, yeah, I think that works for everyone in this because there are so many ridiculous things. Even some of the normal characters that aren't like ridiculous psychopaths or superheroes. Yeah. Um, there's so many just stupid scenarios that they find themselves in but they're just playing it dead straight so you believe it and you go with it there are like i don't know for me at some points there was a bit too many like clear examples of a man in his late 30s writing the word fuck nugget or something like that and i was a bit like okay you you are a bit, a bit better than that <laughs> but yeah. um but yeah no most of the time it, it completely landed so what did you think of i mean you mentioned there there's like the new well, kind of new cast who joins him. What, what did you think of the team as a whole? I liked it. I think it. I think they they're a great kind of bunch of misfits thrown together. Um, yeah, I liked. I liked the hardcore. Was like the she. She carried on being like someone that knew the right thing. Was a bit touch and go about doing it. Like she, for me, she kind of like embodied uh, like a soldier type figure who was like, yeah. but uh, you know, a soldier that's not fighting for the country they're fighting for this dodgy black ops mission that isn't always morally just um and so she sometimes is quite conflicted um and then you've got um what was it 
um what's his name economos um who is who's great he's just he he had some of the best lines in the show just like clearly a man who's underpaid and is just there and then like kills a big fucking gorilla with a chainsaw and he, and then just goes back to like faking names and identities on his weird desk job <laughs> it's just they're a very great little character yeah. um I loved I loved the inclusion of Adebayo and Vigilante though they were two of my favorite characters in the whole thing, um, and yeah, just, I think necessary as well because like yeah, the team is incomplete as just those uh, those three the three that were in the Suicide Squad, yeah, um, but yeah no I liked I loved the inclusion of it, her being um, Amanda Waller's daughter gave a nice like the entire time you're shown what kind of person she is which is an absolutely lovely human being. But you know that she's clearly being not blackmailed, but like she has a connection to Amanda Waller. So Amanda Waller says something. She goes, that's mum saying it, not a vicious psychopath. Um, Quite early on, they reveal that that's the relationship that Amanda Waller is her mum. And then from that point, like, yeah, you're right. Like, I liked the character. I did like the character, but there's always just an element of mistrust. There was always an element that like you know, maybe she she is hiding something. She, I think she was hiding something because she fucking pulled those gun skills out of nowhere, didn't she? She did, yeah. And there was well, she was she was obviously she was there to plant Peacemaker's diary, like yeah. if anything if anything was to go wrong, so that they were he was their scapegoat. Um, but it was also like, yeah, she when it came down to it, and she just like the fact that she just instinctively picked up two pistols as well. I was yeah. like. Oh, you do know what you're doing. Like, to, <laughs> it's very odd because this is clearly not a life that yeah. you you live. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, very well. I wonder if her wife knows that. Like, she's just an absolute <laughs> badass. Um, Somehow, I don't think so. No. What do you? What did you think? So that I saw there was some online discussion, as there tends to be about anything. Oh, no. um, yeah, but we can't uh, just enjoy things these days. No, no, no. We have, have to, to dissect everything and fucking get involved in the discourse about every fucking thing that comes out. Everything. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> says the guy on his podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we can't just love things anymore. Um, but yeah, no. He's, what did you think about uh, Vigilante? Because a lot of people were quite torn on him. I don't know anything about his comics, but a big complaint was that he's nothing like the comics, and they weren't a fan of his character because of that. I don't know fuck all about his comics, but this was a very fun character. Um, he was stupid. He was ridiculous. He was annoying. He was annoyingly dumb um, and innocent, kind of at times. Um, but I think again, it's 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 something that that's like contrasting i don't know personality types paired well together like i was mm. saying with you know john cena and and peacemaker that you have the complete seriousness mixed with the fucking insane you know personality of peacemaker it's it's a good combination and again the fucking the just stupidity and naivety of um vigilante Paired with the stone cold fucking murderer that he is, yeah, the brutal fucking killer, um, is a very good, a very funny, 
and very interesting to watch combination. One of my favorite scenes from the entire show is when he fucking breaks himself into prison. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then he has that like moment that like showdown with the whole with the like the fucking racists, and he's just like, let's all say our favorite thing about black people. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's all discuss how much they've contributed to American history and like pop culture yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was, that was that was great because then it, doesn't he go on to say something about like oh without black people rock music would sound like what it used to sound like which is the sound of people fucking their own sister or something (laughs) (laughs) something very fun like that well the whole thing he went on to say was i can't remember like off the top of my head but it was it was just so fucking well done and it was absolutely hilarious delivery Mm. from him as well one thing so yeah one thing i really liked about his character was that so many times in movies you'll get like the psychopath character. And it's a character that's like either way too unhinged to the point where they're just insufferable. Like, a, like, like, like every year nine's impression of the Joker. Like yeah. it's either that or it's this murderous, like in, incredibly well-skilled killer in this. It's, it's mainly just a guy that is still very human can get shot a lot of the times, but his adrenaline will just carry him through it. Um, he's also a guy that's just incredibly socially inept. Like he doesn't pick up on any kind of like subtlety in a conversation. He's a guy that just he has no idea what's going on ninety percent of the time, but he's very happy to be there. And I just thought it was like a really interesting portrayal of that because it's not often you'd see it to that realism. Like not that this is realistic, yeah. but it's it's done in a new way. It's not just he's the crazy one archetype character. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He is the crazy one, but it's... He's not, though, is he? Because he's not crazy. He's just... I don't know. He's just... He kills a lot of people, really. That's it. He's got a very... Like Peacemaker, he's got a very deluded view on... A, ju- a sense of justice like there's there's one joke earlier on like where he would if he'd caught someone littering then he'd ex- he'd execute them on the spot or something and it's <laughs> and it's like uh, yeah, like you're coming at it from the right angle you get but you're way too high up like like yeah like bring it down if that's 10 take it to like 0. 0.5 mm. um yeah but yeah so it was um he yeah he was he, like you say it was just a really fun character to watch and just you had no idea what the fuck he was going to do um, like at any it was, time. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very unpredictable character. He could have at any one moment he could have gone in like six different directions, um, which which was interesting. Um, and yeah, a good addition to the team. <laughs> I I liked the levels of commitment he had to his secret identity as well. Like he's he's in a room with people who clearly know who he is, but he still absolutely refuses to um to give it up, which which was very fun at times. I enjoyed it. Like, I I liked this. Like they were they'd all been in his restaurant and like seen him at his regular job. Um, but then, yeah. like, he'd just have to wear his mask around them all, <laughs> like, at most <laughs> times. Um, yeah, it was very fun. What did you think of the? Um, I, I, I don't know how you felt about it, but I was, uh, I was quite confused, and I thought I was going to be disappointed, but I was very happy with what happened um, with the the kind of the two detective side characters um, yes. that, that were in it because they were they were in it for a while, and I loved their. I loved their dynamic. No, yeah, but they're 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 dead, and I was I was a bit let mm. down by that because I quite liked their characters, and obviously yeah. there's no chance they're <laughs> they're coming back. There's no sequel for them whatsoever. 
Um, no, they are. They are now. They're dead. Now they're fully gone. Um, yeah. What, what did you think of the butterflies and their whole deal? Interesting. I I like. I quite enjoy James Gunn's commitment to comic books are dumb. Um, yeah. Because his 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 only two DC adaptations have so far focused on a big starfish uh, and an army yeah. of butterflies. <laughs> Um, f- from some other planet. So I like the fact that he's just like I don't know if Peacemaker has necessarily any main massive villains, um, or like you know if if he's Batman, who's his Joker kind of thing. I like that he's not going for obvious, um, because it's something new and it's and it's fresh and it's exciting and also it's um, it it's it's really compelling because of the the fact that they can take over any human being. You, yeah. you a lot of the time you don't know where you stand, and there is a twist in this where one of the team is a butterfly. Um, what did you think of uh, Mern? Is it was it Mern? His name is that the guy who was, was a butterfly? Yeah, he was like the team. He was like the team yeah. commander bloke who was a butterfly the whole time. For the first half of the season, he annoyed me, and that's just because I was trying to figure out where I knew him from and couldn't. Turns out it was Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So once I figured out who the character was and like where I knew him from, I was I could just like set that aside and just actually enjoy him, um, and and I did enjoy him. He was uh, again. Uh, uh, there was always something a little weird and a little off by him, and then like when you fi- find out why that is, you're like, oh, that makes sense, um, and. Yeah, like again, instantly mistrustful. Like when that happens, when the reveal happens, and like he is a butterfly, and um, but then you find out that he's no, he's actually a decent one. He's like here to to stop the others or whatever. He's a breakaway from that group, um, and yeah, he worked as a character. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I liked him. I think his twist was a was a good one because it was um, it was. I think it came at the episode you you learn more about the butterflies and they have to eat this like weird honey thing to survive. Um, and you see their like long tongues extend into like the food and stuff, and it's 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 one of them twists that it works really well because you figure it out about thirty seconds before the reveal comes, and it's like that. I don't know how writer directors handle that timing, but it's done so well, and it and I it was really effective here because it had me going like, oh my fuck, this changes everything. Turns yeah. out it doesn't change much, <laughs> but really. it's it's yeah. it's an effective midpoint for the series to go. Oh, I didn't know as much as I thought I did. Yeah. Um, which is always fun, but yeah, and his death is surprisingly heart heartbreaking as well. Yeah, because um, he just gets shot at. He he gets smashed through in terms of like like the door. He gets shot down, and then when the butterfly tries to make a last ditch escape, it, was it grabbed by one of his own kind and crushed? Um, but yeah, not having a good day. No, not not necessarily. No, yeah. Um, no, yeah. But it was uh, one of my favourite moments in this, and I'm wondering how you felt about it. Um, it was one of the points I was going to make about kind of emotional moments coming out of nowhere. Um, was the 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 diabeard joke had like the most painful payoff ever? Yeah, like the entire time Peacemaker is calling him diabeard and all of this, and it's it's very fun and it's very lighthearted and it's very jovial and like. Like this, this kind of little little bullying thing that's going on, but he doesn't seem too bothered by it. And then he's forced to just <laughs> fundamentally explain in enormous detail, so as to not give the uh, the the give his his cover away, why he hates it uh, and why his human did it, and then gets called pathetic and then has to laugh and agree. But 
yeah, that, that I don't know. That was that was genuinely, which is so weird for me to say, one of the biggest emotional moments in the show for me. I just went, oh man. I'm gonna be honest. I watched this today's episode, the the finale, on mm. my lunch break, uh, and I was in bed whilst I was watching it. And I think <laughs> I may have fallen asleep during that part. Nathan! Because I, I don't quite remember, so I might have to rewatch it. It's like one of the best moments. Yeah. I, I remember it. like I remember like the theme of it and the vagueness of it. Um but I was definitely drifting in and out of consciousness during that part. <laughs> You're a naughty boy. Um yeah. but no, but it, it was one of the like with all the team listening in on earpieces, it was one of the most heartbreaking things that a character had to do um, yeah which is weird to say in a show that's about <laughs> like killing human avatars that have been possessed by alien butterflies with shotguns um yeah it was it was, it was an odd moment but it was, what i like about it is it it just kind of brought back james gunn's ability to just pull any kind of human emotion out of anywhere yeah. Like and and he's got a special talent for it because he can make you cry at a fucking cgi raccoon um, getting a bit upset. It's it's mental. He's he's a very talented dude. You make um, you cry at a fucking CGI tree who can only say three words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> the fact that they're still paying Vin Diesel to come back every movie really bothers me. Every time Groot's brought up, I go, "Oh, that's the back of the century, isn't it? Crap. It has to be." <laughs> um, what do you think of the? There's a subplot in this and a kind of a kind of secondary antagonist in the. Uh, in the white supremacist group and, and Peacemaker's very own dad, who is the white dragon, who is basically just the leader of the KKK and very, very... You know how some people are racist and, like, yeah. they're racist on a service level? This guy is, like, he's the religious racist, which is one of the worst racists to be. He's, like, fucking, like, Nazi levels of racist he is. So yeah. He's, he's full into it, like, fucking pure like r most racists will try to like stay away from like fucking white supremacy but this is someone who embraces it fucking very much so yeah as a character i hated him despised him he was a dickhead and i'm glad he's dead and dead in a nice satisfying way shot through the head with an expression of shock on his face as he yeah. gloated about how his son didn't have the balls to do it yeah um uh, oh, John Cena in that scene, by the way, is fucking incredible. Some great like, moments from John Cena throughout this series. Yeah, it's when it was when fucking <laughs> it was when he shot his dad, and he was obviously breaking down, very conflicted about how he felt. <laughs> he was crying, and Vigilante's like, "Dude, this is the weirdest time to be doing your mouth exercises right now." <laughs> yeah. And it was um, it, and the very the very next episode, Vigilant is like, we just had such a fun time killing your dad, and then we went and did this, and now we're having a fun fun time. <laughs> yeah, that is just that is just the fucking epitome of a guy who just cannot read the room. Yeah, <laughs> he's <Yeah>. just <laughs> in, completely incapable of doing it, um, which is very fun. Um, Eagly, something weird happened with Eagly at the end. What was going on there? Uh, what Eagly flying off? Oh. Yeah, in the last episode, they were like, throughout the entire series, they were like, now Eagly understands him, and Eagly is like his best mate, and Eagly will do everything for Peacemaker. But then in the last episode, they were just like, no. Uh, yeah, it is a, suddenly a bit odd. 
Um, but I quite liked it because it, it's kind of referenced in a way that um, Adebayo mm-hmm. chooses to go on the mission because she, she sees eagerly hug a human, which obviously is very weird. Yeah. Um, and she sees it as like a miracle or like a sign that this is the right thing to do. And then directly after Eagley's betrayal and <laughs> and, uh, and misunderstanding of, of the instruction, uh, Harcourt turns around to her and says, why, yeah, but it, it, why didn't you take it as a sign that you should run the other fucking way and <laughs> that you shouldn't be involved in this? I don't know. It kind of like, I guess it kind of served that moment a bit, but I know where you're coming from. It was a suddenly a bit like, Oh, I thought he was smart. I thought he could understand everything. Yeah, it's it it felt weird because again, throughout the series, it it's very clearly shown that the eagle does understand him. He yeah. eagerly has like a very strong relationship with Peacemaker, and and they do understand each other. But then, like for seemingly no reason, in that last episode, he was just like, "No, I'm just an eagle, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna fly off now. <laughs> Bye." <laughs> Um, which was quite strange, but um, yeah. What's up with his dad's weird dimension room? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is so weird. out of nowhere, right? <laughs> it, it's very out of nowhere. I think it's just one of those weird comic book things. It's just comic books always have like weird physics and stuff that's just makes absolutely zero sense whatsoever. But you just go along with it. I think it's just James Gunn throwing something like that in there, really. Um, yeah, and just kind of showing you how smart this guy is as well as racist which makes him scary um which is terrifying yeah <laughs> i i liked it cuz it, it it was one of them instances where like i think a lesser series or a lesser movie would be like yeah ever since they dropped that technology down and i found it in an asteroid somewhere i found this room and i built a door yeah. in my house and they like i don't need any of that his dad just has a weird racist dimension room <laughs> over <laughs> and, over explaining for fear of being featured on cinema since because um, you know for a fact, like, that fucking CinemaSins guy would have been like, wait, where did this come from? You're trying to tell me this whole fucking technology exists and the human race don't know about it? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> now shut up! <laughs> Stop explaining everything! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully down with it. I, I think it's it's fine. It just it did just catch me off guard. It was once, weird. Once again, I would just like to stress how much I fucking hate CinemaSins. Um, but there we go. The removal of enjoyment. Everything <laughs> must be crit- critically analysed, and if it doesn't make sense, it is wrong. Um, <laughs> if, if it's open for interpretation, it has. It isn't clear. It is not a fact. It must be wrong, unless um, it is explicitly stated. Unless everything is explicitly spelled out, this movie is bad. <laughs> Cinema Sin's ideal first episode of Peacemaker is him explaining all. Uh, I don't know seven hundred stitches he needed to get to explain his survival. <laughs> Um, and it's and it's him in real time explaining it. <laughs> Every single every, he brings in all the doctors with the X rays and the procedures, uh, and they yeah. all they all have a presentation prepared. And that's the that's the best CinemaSins version of this show. Um, I yeah, fuck I you, CinemaSins, you're on the list with Joe Rogan. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> yeah, we'll add you to the bio. Um, what do you think of uh, of Judo Master? <laughs> um... <laughs> I just remember the scene, like when he's outside, like the fucking convenience store, <laughs> just eating chips, and, then, yeah. and he just beats the fuck out of those two guys. Um, again, fucking bizarre and absurd, but very funny. And and at one point, I was like, um, at one point, I guess I forgot what happened to him because, like, Adabaya shot him, right? 
And then after that, I was like, oh, okay, sure, Peacemaker's dead or whatever. Not um, Judo Master's dead or whatever. I guess I just forgot that they brought him back. Because then when Peacemaker comes back and says, where the fuck is Judo Master? I was like, wait, Judo Master's alive? And then sure enough, they showed him outside the store. And I was like, oh, I guess he is. I guess I missed something. Maybe I fell asleep again. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't think you did, because the next thing on my notes was... <laughs> Did Judo Master die again? <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I think we must have. I think we must have missed uh, maybe an end credits or something. Um, yeah, or maybe it's in the show and it just. I can't remember it, but maybe it's just something we didn't pick up on. Maybe yeah, I need to rewatch it. But I hundred percent thought he was dead after I had a buyer shot him. Yeah. Um, same. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I love the simplicity of him. His character is called Judo Master. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Also, also, I'd like to point out as a as a certified brown belt myself in judo, um, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't perform a single judo move. Are you a brown belt in judo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't done it for like fucking better part of ten years, but yeah. I was going. There is no way you've done a single judo move in the last <laughs> Nathan, years. Nathan, I can't stop doing judo moves. <laughs> <laughs> it's exclusively how I travel. I um I do a tomonagi roll as they call it. Uh, into the into the kitchen to cook dinner, um, no, um, yeah, but just it just made me laugh that he he doesn't he's called judo master and I'm almost certain there wasn't a single judo move because judo's uh, is defensive it's not um, yeah it's not it's not an attacking uh, sport and he, he spends the entire time spin kicking and punching and <laughs> and we, but and then judo is obviously not it's not about kicking or punching it's about like defense um, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and no, I don't know where you are with like uh, intros and stuff. I like a nice, to the point title card like Invincible did. Um, but yeah, no, this I watch the like the whole two minutes of it every single time. It's very, it's, it's, it's just very fun. Yeah, um, I did too. It it was it was it's a good song. It was very fun and engaging. The the, the complete blank expression on their faces as they do a very ridiculous dance was very fun. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I also enjoy just a very to the point title card. Um, I think that's that's probably nine times out of ten the best option. But this is the one time out of ten where it's like, no, you can do something different. You can you can have fun. Yeah. Season but, yeah. two has me excited for a different song and a different routine. Yeah, um, I will be very disappointed if it's just literally the same uh opening. But I very much doubt it would be. That wouldn't make much sense at all, considering half those characters are dead. Um, yeah. Or if so. it's the same song being performed by, and the same routine being performed by loads of different characters, <laughs> I don't mind that. That would make me laugh. Yeah. Um, Where I'd I'd like to know um, your thoughts on the possibility of a James Gunn's Justice League. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. I think I think I don't think it would ever happen because unfortunately no. he's trusted with. I mean, I said it in the Suicide Squad thing. It's cool that they gave him such a big movie, but they only let him use characters that were, could be freely murdered. That's um, actually not true. That's not true. Yeah, according to James Gunn, he said DC let him do whatever they want. Like he, he, when he came on board with DC, they were like, right, what do you want to do? What movie do you want to do? You want to do Batman, Superman, whatever? And it was his choice to do wow. a, a, um, a a Suicide Squad movie. And then again, like during this, he he said they they gave him like free reign to do what he want, um, and the characters he could include. So clearly they trust him. Clearly, well, that's they cool. Would then yeah, let him. So, 
So yeah, I I'd, I don't think it would happen because I think he probably doesn't want to do it more than anything. But I would be interested to see what a James Gunn uh, Justice League movie. And I'm not even someone who thinks you have to have a movie be rated R to be fun. Like I don't think that's necessarily the case at all. But I think a, a James Gunn R rated Suicide Squad, uh, sorry Justice League movie, uh, could be interesting to say the least. It could be very I fun. But also, say, it would be fucking boycotted from day one. So, what's the point? Yeah. Well, but that's that's kind of ties in with what I was going to say because now is the time if it was going to happen because the justice the Justice League IP as yeah. a brand it's never been more in the mud than it is now. It's like in the toilet, yeah. It's uh, like the thing is it like it they came mm. out with a terrible movie. It had a ton of bad press surrounding like the creatives involved in it. Then years later, there's a almost a fucking bullying campaign um, by weirdos on the internet. Um, like there, there's being passionate, and then there's being a prick. Um, yeah. And the line was far crossed. It was like leapfrogged over. Um, and and then now it's kind of synonymous with whether you enjoyed uh, the Snyder Cut or not. It's it's the name is synonymous with online harassment. <laughs> like it just, it just is like, you yeah. can't talk about it without talking about the, the polite way of referring to it is like the online movement. The other one would be, it was a fucking witch hunt for everyone that wasn't crying for its release. Yeah. Um, and still s somehow is still going on. It's still going it, on. It's, it's become release the air cut or then it's restore the Snyder verse. And it's yeah. like, dude, Zack Snyder's done with it. It's, it's all done. I, when are you gonna fucking get a grip? But this is the thing, though. Like, if they they've somehow warped themselves into thinking that Zack Snyder himself owns the intellectual property to the Justice League and that no one else can touch it yeah. um, legally, um, which is obviously not the case. But uh, so no matter who ends up directing a Justice League movie, if that ever happens again, which obviously will do. Um, but no matter who ends up taking on that role, fucking good luck to you, mate. Because <laughs> you're oh gonna boy. need every second of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's. But I would I'm, like. To I wouldn't want to do it. Ju the, just that fucking two seconds alone, that little interaction between uh, Flash and Aquaman. I was, <laughs> I was. I'm sorry. But that was better than anything in fucking Zack Snyder's Justice League <laughs> or Joss Whedon's Justice League. So I, I love it. I love that it took it. it back to its roots. Like Jason Momoa is like by far the coolest looking Aquaman that's ever been. Um, yeah. But even Barry Allen, like, yeah, t technically he's probably one of the most powerful members of the Justice League. But Barry Allen's a fucking loser. Yeah. And even and even Barry yeah. Allen is going. Yeah, it's not really a rumor though, mate. You do fuck fish. Like even he's getting rinsed. Like like Jason Mom Jason Momoa's Aquaman is getting rinsed by Barry Allen. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's the way it is. Like, <laughs> but yeah. And um, Superman and Wonder Woman are very quiet. Yeah, they're they're just there. They're enjoying being silhouettes. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, the light hasn't touched those two. Don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, very weird. I saw already people like people were taking up close screenshots and like. This isn't Cavill. This is disrespectful to Cavill, who is blah blah blah. It's like, oh man, Calm come down. on. Fucking hell. I'm sure if Henry Cavill called Warner Brothers and said, "Hey, I'd like to be Superman. If you've got any cameos coming up," they'd be like, "Yeah, sure." It's not a one-way street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
But yeah, very, very odd. But overall, good show, and I liked it. And I was I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, which is often the best kind of kind of new thing to come out. As a very terrible man once said, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> Who is that again? Where is that quote from? Palpatine. That's it, yeah. In the Phantom <laughs> yeah. Menace. A surprise <laughs> to be sure, but a welcome one. Ah, yes. No, he's um no, he's a great man. What are you on about? He's he's a good lad. <sighs> no, he's a bad man. He's a naughty boy. Um lovely. Well, if you liked this episode. Here we go. Uh, Get ready for the outro, guys. Oh uh, no! <laughs> Come on. I won't do it now. No, I'll have to now. Right, I'm confused. Right. <sighs> We're off to a great start. Yeah, well you you I was I was segueing fine and you interrupted me and now you've thrown me off my game. If you like these episodes, you can find them Fridays at ten AM. We're mostly there on time. We try to be uh, as oh, I've already done it, I've already gone off. I've already, <laughs> already ruined it all. They come out on Fridays, social media, at another happy pod. Fucking follow us, like us. Uh, d- d- share us with your friends. Um, we're also on uh, MSN. Uh, you can live chat with us. Uh, we've got a, a Pixo website, um, and true. our and our Bebo accounts are popping. Our BBN is at another happy pod, but any of the it's obvious the format of any any really. any of the uh, any of the letters that could appear as numbers, like the obvious ones, just like a like a like a four could be an A. Just swap them no. over. Um, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be doing this. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Her ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life forms and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Wowee, we're doing that. Um, I won't reveal what it is. Nathan gets cross at me when I do that. Um, yes. It's a little tease. It's a sizzle. You can work it out. I'll find the most obvious quote I can. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll find the clip for you. Oh, no. He's ruined all my fun. Um, but, yeah. Uh, what else, Nathan? What else do I say? <laughs> I, uh, well, clearly, my point has been proven. Um, and that you you come for me at the beginning, and you can't even stumble your way through this outro. This has been another happy pod. Please uh, rate us on iTunes and Spotify five stars. Although don't use Spotify because apparently they're terrible or something. Um, and also uh, do what you do. Go with God and love your family. Peace out. Very Christian ending there. Yeah, well, it's the new me. Right, bye everyone. Yeah, what a weird ending. Anyway. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.